0: Hey, good morning! Welcome back to yet another episode of Sitting at the Feet of Jesus. I am your host, Patrick Ransom. We are on the uh, backside of the Thanksgiving holiday, and uh, what a great, what just what a great time with family and friends uh, we had. Uh, so uh, rejuvenated, so recharged, and we want to jump into this question today: How should we? How should you and I be just with God? It's a question that I posed uh, to a group of uh, male inmates that we teach at the Harris County Jail in in the jail ministry. uh, It's part of what we do at Second Baptist Church, and and it is such an important question, uh, one that has eternal consequences. How should man be just with God? It's a a vital question. It's an important question doctrine that that we must understand and that we must continue to teach in the church. It is one of justification. And the answer to our question, uh, how should we be just with God? uh, God's answer is this, that we shall live by his faith. It's a truth that liberated Martin Luther from the religious bonds and fear, and it's an important concept that three New Testament books uh, explain to us? Romans, Galatians, and Hebrews. Romans explains the meaning of the just. Galatians explains the shall live portion, and Hebrews explains the by faith. So so what is justification? If you're listening to the podcast here, uh Wherever you're at uh, in the world today, uh, in your taking notes, I would r- highly recommend that you write this down. Justification is the act of God, whereby He declares the believing sinner righteous in Christ. Now, every word of this uh, definition is important, right? Justification is an is an act, first and foremost. It's not a it's not a process. Um, No Christian is more justified than another Christian, right? Uh, Romans 5, uh, uh, 1 uh, roughly says, uh, you know, having therefore been um, once and for all justified by faith, we have peace with God. Since we are justified by faith, it is an instant and immediate uh, transaction between the believing sinner and God. Right, I want you to understand this. It's not a it's not a process. It's an it's an immediate transaction. If we were justified by works, which we're not, then it would be a gradual process. Second, justification is an act of God. It's not the result of um, our character or our works. Um, it is God who justifies it is not the doing the works of the law that uh that that the sinner gets right standing before god but by putting his faith in jesus christ alone uh, paul will, will explain a little bit later in galatians right the the law y'all the the law with a capital l was was given to reveal sin and, and not to redeem from sin and i think that's that's important to know right The purpose of the law was really, this is God's standards. This is how you are to relate perfectly to him all times, always. And and none of us can ever measure up to that. Only one person did, and that was Jesus. So it's important to understand how we are justified. We are justified by faith alone. It's this immediate transaction, not not one of works. And and this is the part, I think, as we explain, as I walk through Galatians uh, chapter 2 here, verses 15 through 21, as I walk through this with the men here in the jail, um, they they get this portion (laughs) of Scripture, right? They get this understanding here in verses 15 to 16, right? It's in justification, God declares the believing sinner righteous. He he declares them righteous. This is this is he doesn't um, make them righteous. Of of course, real justification right it leads to a changed life. It leads to a sanctified life, which is which is what James chapter two is all about. But but before the sinner trusts Christ, he, y'all, he stands guilty before God. But the moment he trusts in Christ, in an instant, he is declared not guilty. And he can never be called guilty again. And I think this is this is so important because often uh, justification gets confused with two other ideas or two other terms, right? First, justification is not simply uh, forgiveness. And let me tell you, because, because a, a person could be forgiven and then go out and sin and become guilty again, yet once you have been justified by faith, you can never be held guilty before god again do, do you see the difference friends between that justification is also different than a, a pardon right this idea of a pardon a pardoned criminal or pardoned individual y'all he still or he or she still has a a record right when the sinner is justified by faith his his or her past sins are are no longer remembered. It's this idea of a clean slate. And friends, I'll tell you, I know believing Christians, and you do too, that still carry this guilt of past sins with them. And Paul is telling us here today that once you are justified by faith, God no longer sees that that sin that you committed in the past or the sin that you commit Today, or even a more radical concept, he doesn't see the sin that you will still yet commit in the future. What he sees is the righteousness of Christ. Um, it's it's just it's just phenomenal. But too often, what happens, y'all, is is that we have believing Christians, those who. Who profess to be following Christ that that are still holding on? So so, let me encourage you this morning. If you're if you're find yourself in that spot that you are still still carrying these the sins of the past, and you think that's how God views you, uh, He doesn't, brothers and sisters of Christ. He does not. Finally, God justifies sinners. And not good people. I love this, right? Because Paul declares that that God justifies the the ungodly, and the reason most sinners aren't justified is because they they simply won't admit they are sinners. We are all sinners. Romans three twenty three. Everyone is fall. Everyone has fallen. Everybody's fallen short of the, God's glorious grace. We've all sinned, right? And the truth is, sinners are the only kind of people Jesus saved. He doesn't come to save the healed. He, he comes for the sick. The very gospel message itself is found in verses 19 and 20. If man is justified by works of the law, which he's not, then why did Christ die? His death, burial, and resurrection are the very key truths of the gospel message. I, I had a, a seminary professor uh, at one point. He told me, if your gospel presentation does not include the resurrection of Jesus Christ, it is not good news. It's not good news for Jesus, and it's not good news for us. right? Because many other famous prophets, Muhammad, Confucius, Allah, you name it, have all died. But, but y'all, Jesus is the only Savior who is risen from the grave. Amen? It's a, it's a key truth to the gospel message that we are saved by faith in Christ, that he died for us, and we now live by faith in him. and He lives in us. We are so identified with Christ by the Spirit that we died with him. That's Romans 6. This means that we are dead to the law, and if we go back to the law, it's like returning to something that was once dead. It's like returning back to the graveyard, and we're told, don't do that. There's no reason to do that. We have, however, been raised to walk in the newness of life, and since we live by this resurrection power, we no longer need the help of the law, right? Verse verse 21 tells us here that the grace of God... Here's what I always love to talk talk about: uh, grace, for especially to people who who come from potentially adopt a denomination within Christianity that is a works based belief system. Right? They they simply can't grasp the concept of grace. And I say, when you get grace, you get grace. When you when you get it, you get it. Right? When you understand it, you it's something you have to wrap your mind around. Paul's saying here in verse 21 that it's impossible to go back to the law would mean to set aside the grace of God. Uh, grace, y'all, is receiving God's unmerited favor. I love that definition, right? It's it's getting something we we did not deserve. Right? It, it's it's different than mercy. Mercy is not getting something we did deserve, whereas grace is getting something we didn't deserve. It's a free gift, you know. Grace says there is no difference. All are sinners. All can be saved through faith in Jesus Christ, right? I love to tell people this: the the law or a works based system is all uh, is all working on this concept of do. Right, you have to do this to be justified. You have to do this. You have to work. You have to get to a certain level. You have to do these things where grace, y'all, is is a done. It's not a do. It's a a done. It's what Christ has already done. It is finished. It is Christ's victory cry in John 19. For grace, you are saved through faith. So the questions that we asked uh, these gentlemen here in the jail this last week um, we, we, we presented this gospel message that God sent his only son, Jesus Christ, in human form to come and die for your sin and for my sin, to be raised from the dead, to then beat sin and death and to provide us a, a, a hope beyond hope. And I asked uh, who had a who had a, a hard time accepting that, right? And, and one gentleman raised his hand and and he just said, "I I don't I just can't accept that somebody would do that for somebody else." And I said, "Let me make this more personal for you." I said, "Do you have uh, any kids?" And, and this young man was probably in his mid twenties. He said, "Yes, I have uh, three sons." He said, and the youngest one is named uh, Aiden. And I said, "Oh, that's fantastic." I said, "Nothing like three boys. A lot of work in your house." And he was laughing. Yes, yes, yes. And I said, "Imagine if I could tell you that everyone uh, that was in the room at that time, which was about uh, thirty or so inmates, I said, if, if, if I went to the judge and said all of these men in this room would be completely uh, declared not guilty, right? That their records would be." Uh, Wiped clean. And all that you would have to do is give up your son, Aiden. And this young man said, Wow, I've never thought of it like that before. I said, I said, that is exactly what God did for us. He did it for you, He did it for me, that He gave His only Son, Jesus, to bear the weight of our sin. To pay the penalty for our sin To die, to be buried, to raise again in victory, so that we now can to live a victorious life, I said, Is that not just the good news? Is that not just the best news ever that it, that it that victory has already been done has been done? There is nothing that we need to do; we just simply need to believe to have faith. And that led to this second question that we asked. Have you been saved by the grace of God? Right. The only gospel that saves is the gospel of grace as revealed in Jesus Christ. Any other gospel is a false gospel and is under the curse of the law. Galatians 1.6 tells us, am I trusting in myself, my morality, my... Good works, even my religion. And if so, then I am not a Christian, for a true Christian is one who has trusted in Christ alone. Right, Ephesians 2 tells us that, right? For by grace you are saved through faith, and not that of your own. It is a free gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. So the first question that we posed to them, for anybody who hadn't been saved, have you not been saved? Have you not been saved yet? Would you like to be saved? The second question was, are you trying to mix the law and grace? Law means I must do something to please God, while grace means that God has finished the work for me and all I need to do is believe in Christ. Salvation is not by faith in Christ plus something. It is by faith in Christ... Alone. And while church membership and religious activities are good in their place as as expressions of faith in Christ, they can never be added to faith in Christ in order to secure eternal life. Are you happy that you are justified by faith? That was was one of the last questions I asked them. Are, Are you truly happy? It has often been said that justified means that just as if you had never sinned, right? This is this funny play on words that I've often heard before. It, it brings great peace to the heart to know that, that you and I have a right standing before God. Just think the righteousness of Christ has been put into your account, has been put into my account. God has not only declared that we are righteous in Christ, but he deals with us as though we had never sinned at all. We need never fear judgment because of our sins, because our sins have already been judged in Christ on the cross. Truly the good news. And, and what that does, y'all, is it, is it provides us uh, the ability to walk in the liberty of grace. Uh, we have a certain amount of freedom in Christ to enjoy him um, and to become what he has determined us to become. It is It is not the freedom just to do whatever we want to do, right? There are limitations, but we are no longer in bondage to sin and law. And we obey God because of of love and not because of the law. Are you happy? Are you living a life of joy uh, for what Christ has done for you? And then lastly, I just asked these men, I just said, are you walking uprightly according to the truth of the gospel? The best way for you to defend the truth is to live it. My my verbal defense of the gospel message will accomplish very little if if the way I live my life contradicts that very message. And and I think I think this is so important. Um and this is where I want to land today. Um while justification by faith is a immediate and instant transaction between the believing sinner and God meaning that at that moment that you place your belief in Jesus Christ that God declares that believing sinner righteous the the other side of that coin is okay now that you're justified now that now that you have a right standing before God how do you live out the rest of your life in appreciation for that gift and and that friends is is what we call sanctification that is that then is the process of living that truth out and and friends your your life in which you walk and how you live out your christian life uh must must gel with the gospel message you can't preach a message of grace, and love, and peace, and then live in a contradictory manner to that. Does that make sense? Our verbal defense of the gospel will accomplish very little if our lives contradict with what we say. In a season of thanksgiving, I would just like to close by saying how thankful I am um, for the truth of the word that God would send his only son, Jesus, to to die upon the cross, to bear um, the penalty for all of our sins. And I am thankful for uh, the opportunity to live out the truth of his gospel, that he, he died for, but also was raised from the grave, and that that in our dying that we too can once again be raised. I'm so thankful for this uh, podcast. Hope you have a fantastic day. We'll see you again next time.